So this bolt of lightning shot across the universe and inspired me with the idea that we have to do a podcast. And that's what I wanted to tell you. We should do a podcast. Okay, bye. Okay, I hit record. (laughs) Okay, I hit record. Fantastic. I did it. We did it. We did it. Uh, Welcome to Feature Creep. Colon. colon. Built-in microwave. Uh, Semicolon. Whatever the fuck the podcast is about. Um, Yeah. We don't even know. We don't even know. We never know. I it's been it's been a hot minute since we've you know, usually we try to do this every week and then we haven't done it right. maybe for two weeks. For a couple weeks, yeah, because um we we were kind of like hanging out and waiting a little bit for and trying to coordinate with Lauren, but she's got yes. some stuff going on and so we we were like, Well, maybe we should just do some and and so here we are. And so yes. now we're here and yes. we're doing this one, but we haven't decided. <laughs> Yes, but we miss you, Lauren, and we look forward to your return as soon as you are uh, able and no longer under the oppressive weight of the world. Um, Right. Yeah. So maybe we need to get some like industrial carjacks and get over there and just like jack up that weight just a little (laughs) bit so we can like crawl under there and hang out and do a podcast. Um, Yes. We're like, hey. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm sure, you know, no one can relate. Uh, (laughs) Right, to the crushing weight of the world. Yeah. We were, um, while we were getting up and doing our morning shit, you know, take your vitamins, brush your teeth, whatever. Uh um, Damon was reading to me from the Put your shoes on. Sorry. Put your shoes on. And Damon was reading to me from the internet about like how um, everyone who's not suicidal is fleeing Russia right now. Yes. Um, oh, it's and, and how there's this organization that was set up after the the current version of the war started um, and uh, Ukraine was attacked and um, this NGO's reason for existing is to simply help people get a one-way ticket the fuck out of Russia. Right. Right. Oh. Um, it's wild. I uh, it's interesting to me that um, like this just seems like we're living through the last dying gasps of like old people trying to hang on to power. Yeah. Like there's a there's a clear delineation to me here between like 20th century thinking and 21st century thinking where it's like you're going to try and draft people in the 21st century. Like we're just going to leave the country or like flee or like fucking say no. Right, right. I, really, like we're going back to like trench warfare and shit. Like, do you yeah. not understand? We've all moved on. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, it just seems like such a relic to be like, we're gonna fight wars. Uh, yeah. I. It is. Oh God. Yeah. I had this other idea just because. Um. I mean, I have lots of thoughts about wars and stuff, but um, this yeah. other thing popped into my head that was unrelated which was uh i was it just occurred to me that like you know how iot the internet of things yes is like this this insane it, it's such a fucking weird bullshitty hypey thing but um i feel like the internet <laughs> of things really should just be reliquated to this like uh relic reliquated reliquated Rele- relegated relegated thank you I don't know yeah. where the cue came from. Um, relegated, of the reliquaries. The reliquaries, yes. Yeah. It should be, well, maybe it should be reliquated <laughs> then. Um, yeah. It should be this website, this like dusty old website that sits in the corner of the internet where it's just like the internet of things. And it's like you go there and you just look at things. Like it's just sort of yeah. like. <laughs> like a museum. Like a museum, like a, like a quirky, um, <laughs> you know, and it should be like. Like, what was that website that we found of that guy? Um, and it was great. It was like all his just like crazy shit that he'd done, like as a, he was like an engineer and like, and it was all like, yeah. it was like real utilitarian. Like, it, like there wasn't a lot of like flashy, you know, web mm-hmm. 3.0 or 2.0 bullshit on his website. It was just like, these are links. These are the things. Like, this is a page of just text of me talking about the thing. Here's a photo. Like, it's just like, like right. very 
like great like the color like it, everything's like that manila color of like you know what i mean like do yeah. you remember that yeah, yeah. i can't remember what, I do. what his name was. i can't remember it's on one of our I episodes re- in the past but yeah i'm imagining yes, the website that was just that, like super the website amazing. would be like that like it would be that <laughs> level of just like kind of um if people are familiar with um with craigslist uh way back yeah. in the day when it first started where it was just very utilitarian like i mean obviously it's they've upped their game and stuff but um mm-hmm. you know back in the day yes, it was i just remember like, yeah somebody was just like oh, i'm gonna make a website and i don't need to worry about the design too much or you know the the flashy ui it just needs to fucking work and it did and no it took details. off so. yeah yeah no frills yeah um yeah, I can't remember what episode that was that we were talking about that. I feel like it was one of the ones where we like stumbled on something really yes. amazing and weird. I was just like, oh, God, look at this. So anyway, um, <laughs> the Internet of Things, like I love I maybe this podcast should just be about like um, like alternate takes on things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. OK. Yeah. Alternate takes. Um you know yeah the internet of things is nuts to me like talk about the height of surveillance capitalism so it's like you have a refrigerator that has a complicated little like computer system in it and when i say complicated not as complicated as the one that we're using (laughs) to communicate with each other right now but like complicated in that your refrigerator which 10 years ago didn't need a computer in it now needs a computer to run (coughs) yes so you've got the probable, you have to consider the probable rate of failure of that computer because yep. now if your computer fails, you have a fucked up refrigerator, whereas right. before there was no computer to fail. It was just a cold box. Right. It either worked or it didn't. Yeah. Um, I mean, and the, I mean, the reason I think that the Internet of Things appeals to companies is that it's, um, you can start to create the life cycle that we have with consumer electronics just yes. uh, on, across the board. Everything, Everything, you know, those sunglasses you used to have, well, those are now, you know, in the life cycle of a consumer electronic, which is, right. like, you know, one year, ideally one year, but two years, maybe. Yes, exactly. And they get so expensive that like, well, nobody's going to buy them. Why don't you just right. lease them since you're only going to have them for two years anyway? Right. Can you imagine, like, I don't know if you've ever tried to replace a part on like a, like a kitchen appliance where it's like, oh, this, this, this. 20 cent plastic tray broke and now i'm yep. trying to find a replacement because you can't just like stick anything in there you got to go buy the one for the model year that you have because they change every mm-hmm. year and it's just molded plastic and now it's like 150 dollars to replace like a window pane in a fucking you know refrigerator drawer or something like that yeah like, it's just like or what you can the buy fuck? this whole new fridge uh-huh yeah um for 20 dollars more right like yeah my stove in my apartment broke um a couple years ago and they and so it's a gas stove but Mm -hmm. it's electric it's an electric oven oh and interesting the the like the control panel the electronics like something fucked up on it and you couldn't get it to heat the oven anymore and the repair guy came out and like to replace that like whole control panel was like all this money and blah 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 and um you know and then it like he replaced it and then it didn't work again like right away and so like i looked at it and i fucking looked shit up and like found like a thing on ebay and like ordered some like junk parts and like put them in and fix it and it's worked fine ever since but it's like that fucking that kind of bullshit where it's like oh my god like this is like this is not actually that complicated, but because that control panel has to have like, you know, 15 different like versions of ways that it can, it can control the timing on heating something, which I mm-hmm. uh, arguably like people may enjoy, but it's like, where's the like failure down to like where, and when all that shit breaks down, I can still turn my oven on and off. Right. That's my whole problem with all of the Internet of Things. Right. Like, But now because seems... I can't order milk on Amazon through this like nifty button, the whole fridge is toast. Exactly. Exactly. Something that is toast. a completely pointless. Yeah. Yes. Right. <laughs> yeah. Something that's like a completely ultimately useless feature becomes a single point of failure for the entire object. Yes. Yeah. And I don't fucking understand that unless like someone's designing 
these things don't exist in nature, right? Like ovens don't just exist growing on trees. Somebody makes them the way that they are on purpose. And every single thing about that thing is a choice that was made in one way or another. Right. Like it was a positive choice made to select for the features on that particular object. And the only thing that I can conclude as a result of that, if you accept that that is true, is that these people are designing these things to like specifically take advantage of consumers and force them into a cycle of purchases that are right. not necessarily um, right. Like, I voluntary. I, I, so I have always wondered why this sort of take on consumerism. Like I feel like everybody knows this, right? And what makes me nuts about it is that it's never caught on as like this outrageous thing that's being done, and like we don't put up with it. Yeah, like people are just I, like, eh, I know, but. What are you going to do? Like, no, fucking don't fridge? buy that shit. Yeah, like, right. don't fucking buy a computer fridge. And I think people do. Like, I look at, um, it's hard. Like, I I don't want a fucking cell phone that's basically a tablet, and they just get fucking bigger every year. Um, yeah. And so I'm, I'm, like, my choices become narrower and narrower as I'm trying to, Same. like, seek out the smallest one I can find. And the one I have now is a Pixel 4 roughly four mm-hmm. a or something mm-hmm. um which is much bigger than the one that i want to, that i had for many years that i ended up buying like used versions of to keep holding on to this sony made these compact um these compact cell phones that i fucking love yeah and that was yeah, the, yeah, the teeny little guys yeah the teeny little guys well the thing is i'm like it's not that fucking teeny it it's just not. compared to this fucking like giant tablet that everybody's trying to shove down your throat it's just mm-hmm. you know a normal size cell phone. Um, right. Anyway, I, yeah. So mine is pretty heavy. Like m- the one that I have right now that's dying, which is sort of like the, the the catalyst for this entire conversation was sort of me bitching about how my smartphone doesn't work and me questioning whether or not to even buy a new one before we started recording this conversation. Right. And um, like it's uh, it's very heavy. And it is wide enough that when I hold it in my hand, my hand yeah. has to like my fingers have to stretch on the first knuckle around the phone to like grip uh, it. Yes. Uh-huh. And it creates like repetitive stress injuries in my right. hand just yep. to use my phone. And so I've because I'm trying to like save my hands from having fucking arthritis in a few years um Uh i've been trying to avoid using my phone to do anything but talk on the phone so i'm trying not to text on it i'm trying not to do anything that requires me to hold it with both hands and move my fingers around on it because it is not designed in such a way that (laughs) right my my hands fit it and so i get these injured like these painful fingers and my joints ache and it's just stupid and i'm like what the fuck and all of this is so that people can sell you shit 24 7 in, mm-hmm. in your hand yeah like they're just like we are going to create a culture in which you have to be connected to your phone and then through the back door we're going to use that as an opportunity to sell you shit 24 7 <laughs> and i like it's not even a phone it's just a sales no, it's device just, and i'm yeah I'm tired of it it's i i hate sales that you, and surveillance you pay you pay for the privilege to have people market to you like i remember mm-hmm. when you know when cell phones first came out and you had to pay for the day like well the internet in general like we still have to pay for the internet like and back in the day like the the bandwidth was like pretty heavily meet like metered or like you were on dial-up and it and you cared about it because you're like what i request from this server better be what i request and nothing else because i've only got you know 10 minutes to get this shit fucking downloaded and now if you send me some fucking advertising on top of it like I'm downloading that as well and I have to wait another 10 minutes to get the whole package so I can sort mm-hmm. through the junk like fuck this and then when you get back to you know and then when you get broadband and you're still like or like you're on your cell phone and you're fucking metered and like you're getting these like you're going to a website and it's like oh I only have so much bandwidth and now looking at your website like 90% of it is spent on ads so that I can get like 1% like you know yeah sort through the last 10 percent to figure out if this is something i actually want to interact with and yeah like i understand that there's a balance of like well somebody has to pay for the you know pay for this and it's you know otherwise a free website and so how do they you know and i get that but at the same time like holy fuck um yeah it's not a do you know what i i've and another thing 
another thing. I've tried to <coughs> offload. So one of the things that we do is I don't particularly doom scroll because I'm never that upset by anything that right. I see. Um, cause I've already thought about all this shit ahead of time. Yeah. Like it's not, I don't need my phone to tell me new ideas. Right. Um, tell me how bad <laughs> it is. Like I already know. Yeah. Right. So, uh, I was like, but I do like usually, a, I don't know, not even once a day. I'll like just flip through everything that's a headline in the world in us and business sections of yes. like Google news. Yep. Cause it's like loaded on my phone and I can't get rid of it. I don't have an option to get rid of it. And so I was flipping through and, um, I just realized that like anything I want to know, I can actually pay for in print and have it sent to my house and spend. I think the cost is lower to my psyche. Yeah. To to like I'm not going to be distracted and buy random things off the Internet while I'm trying to look up news. Right. Um, so I have a bunch of things that come to the house now. I have like a bunch of different subscriptions that I get in print and I just know that like, oh, this is going to be great because when it arrives, I will find the time to sit down and read it cover to cover, whatever it is, is Atlantic or Barron's or whatever. Right. And I'll read it cover to cover. And then when I'm done with it, I'm done with it. Right. I, like it's just like oh okay i can put it away and there's not like an endless additive trail of offshooting things that i now need to go deal with right because they were like hyperlinked in the article or they were like whatever and i'm not missing out on anything by doing this in print because the stuff that they publish in print they just space out and feed to you a little bit at a time over the internet and you're not getting anything new over the internet right. that you wouldn't get in print once a week anyway and you're siloing that information into a, a like manageable amount of time and energy get rid of your phone and get print shit that's my advice today right i've saved so much time and money doing this and my like it's it's just the whole thing is designed to take more and more of your time and money away from you yeah oh yeah no it's just a fucking big leech um yeah the big leech oh and and with the surveillance shit with the fucking <laughs> with yeah. the refrigerators yes and the single point of failure showstopper yeah. what they will also do is they'll be like oh we took the liberty of monitoring when your ice cube water filter was getting low and we just ordered another one and charged it to your card on file right right yes and, and so and and if you don't want it like and it's all proprietary too so it's like well you can't get an aftermarket filter for your fridge you have to get the ge filter for the fridge and you have to have it installed in a specific way and if you don't it voids the warranty and then they shut your fridge down or whatever mm -hmm. you know what i mean right like right. it's too, it's going to be brazil in no time it's going to be brazil uh -huh. we're going to have rogue not the refrigerator country but repairmen's. The yeah right yeah right like repelling in our windows to help us fix our like objects right. before the police show up and mandate that we buy a specific name brand thing with a payment plan. Exactly. Hey, so uh, I sent you a link and I thought oh. we could um, kind of use these as a jumping off point for what was the, what was the podcast? Topic? Oh my God. Yeah. Um, um, alternative takes. Alternative takes. Yeah. So like, uh, this link is to um, the list of example buzzwords on the buzzword article on Wikipedia. Um, Perfect. Yeah. And um, I see exit strategy. Exit that strategy. Was the first one that popped yes. out at me. So I like exit strategy is uh, is great in many ways. Um, like sadly, I think this makes me think of like suicide first and foremost. Um, oh yeah, that. I that is not the first thing that I thought of, but I see why. Yes. Right, right. It yep, just with it's like mm, exit strategy. How the fuck am I getting out of this as soon as possible? Um, right. You know, and by this I mean this like hell that is you know is the is the fucking social human existence that we've created around us or social I don't know social right. but like the political economic fucking nightmare mm -hmm. that we've you know laid yes. laid the groundwork for. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. How about you? We did it to ourselves. Yeah. What's your what's uh, <laughs> your what's your exit strategy? Bad take or different? You know, alternate alternate um, thought. So my exit. So when I think of exit strategy, uh -huh. um, it makes me think of people trying to quit their jobs. Yes. Because, like, I know you and I have used the phrase exit strategy to describe yes. situations I was trying to get out of. Um, it also makes me think of the contemporary phrase that I just um, learned about the other day because I've been out of the workforce or I might have heard it sooner. Qu quiet quitting. Yes. Or 
Okay, do once again the entire fucking generation of X has been overlooked because we've been doing this our whole working career. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's like, like this, this is, is just, just how a, we work. This is just a fucking job and fuck off. Like don't this I just going to like a new thing. Right. Yeah. No, but I mean um, that's so, the Gen X shit is like, you know, nobody even talks about Gen X. No. Well, Gen never. Xers talk about how Gen X never gets talked about. I'm pretty sure that's about it. Right. The only time Gen X is ever mentioned is when people mention it in the context of never being mentioned. Right. Right. And also, I think like, I I mean, and in many ways that like fits that fits that kind of idea. Right. Which is like we don't, you know, as a Gen Xer, like I I think a lot of people my age identify with this, which is like. I don't fucking need a lot of recognition and like I don't want like some kind of public stage bullshit like just no. fucking get on with it like what are you doing today great let's do that right like, like in the context of a working relationship where I'm employed by you or we have some kind of a financial agreement for work done yeah. the way that you appreciate me more is you fucking pay me more yes and that's it you don't tell me I did a good job or didn't no. do a good job. I mean, if you got a problem with the work, you tell me about it so I can fucking get on with not having that problem anymore. But you right. don't need to tell me like, oh, are you stoked? Are you feeling great about how great oh this God. opportunity is? Um, oh, just what fucking. I'm not feeling great about is the fact that there's no universal basic income. That's what yes. I'm not feeling great about. I'm, right. I'm not exactly. feeling great about the fact that there's billionaires. You know what Dan said yeah. to me? He's like, no, no, there should not even be such a thing as billionaires. When you get to $999,999, you get a fucking plaque that says, congratulations, you won capitalism. And yes. that's it. Yes, exactly. Yep. <laughs> right. Fuck you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> God. Yeah. So yeah, quiet quitting, exit strategy. I mean, these things make me like they totally make me just think of like the they they're just descriptive words for how we live our lives <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> at all times. So here's one on the on the runway. On the runway. I love this because what this makes me think of is like somehow some kind of like protest where you take a beach chair and a beach umbrella and maybe a cooler and you walk mm -hmm. out onto the runway and park your ass <laughs> on the middle of the runway and you drink your beer or your cocktails or whatever while you sit in the shade of your umbrella and you just like watch the world go by while you just completely fucking hose up the whole workings of the airport. <laughs> that sounds great. Yeah. I love this. Yep. On the runway. What does Wiki say is buzzwords gone bad? Marketing today. The national poll includes responses from 150 senior executives, including those with human from human resources finance with the nation's largest companies. So that was pulled from some. They apparently on the runway was from like corporate speak. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They always like so much of the English language, especially in business. Yeah. And I wonder if there's something to this. Uh, I'll say more in a second about that. What I'm thinking here. I'm getting ahead yeah. of myself. Um, whenever I hear like people in business speak, like co-opt these terms. Yes. They're always really idiomatic. Yep. And I'm like, I think you're using idioms because you don't actually have anything to say. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think you're relying on existing idioms to fill in the blanks Yeah. in the same way that people are like, cause like what I'm trying to say is, I mean like, you know what I mean, right? I'm like, yeah. no, I'm not going to do your work for you. What do you mean? Just say what you mean. And I feel like this is all of these, like these um, yeah. buzzwords and catchphrases and stuff, especially in the context of business are there only because there isn't anything actually really to say. Right. Right. Like, yeah, I like, uh, I like this take on mind share. Mind share. Okay. So it makes me think of someone trying to politely say, I'm going to give you a piece of my mind. <laughs> uh, are you in a good place for some mind share? <laughs> right. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, oh, neural expansion. Oh, God. Ooh, that's rough. That sounds like super arrogant yes it sounds it to me like the the first word that comes to mind as soon as i hear neural expansion is distended oh. 
funny. <laughs> oh, gross. Like distended um, is like, it's just like swollen due to pressure from inside bloated, like just perfect. Yes. yes. Tell me more about this, this neural expansion. This neural um, expansion, right? Yeah. Is it going to expand until it smashes itself into the interior of my skull? Right. And then I get a terrible headache. What right. is this? Um, I like um, optics. That's yes. I am so tired of hearing people being like mm, optics on this. Uh huh. I'm like, uh-huh. are is what you're trying to say that um, what you're doing is actually like morally or ethically bankrupt on some level, and it doesn't look good because it's actually not good. You could just say that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> The optics on this don't look very good. Well, yeah, because what you're doing is bullshit. Uh huh. Uh huh. If it looks bad, it's because it's bad. Right. Uh, oh, I like how grow, as in grow the business, yes. is, a, uh, is an entry on here. Yeah. Yep. I mean, that's so that's so used that um, when I hear it, I barely think about it as an idiom. Yeah. Or as yeah. a buzzword. Um, which now, is probably what? explains why they have the term organic growth. Yes, I know because that grow as well. wasn't was... enough anymore. Now we need to mm-hmm. add organic, which to my mind, like again, draws up this this idea of like, like oh, let's like let's make this one organic, so this one is like better and healthier for you because mm-hmm. it doesn't have any fucking like you know synthetic phosphates or whatever like you know what i mean like it's just very it's like oh no this growth is good we slapped an organic label on it well who certified that organic growth it's not certain well well we use this organization oh do you also own that organization that is certifying the organic growth of this business oh okay got it we thoroughly investigated ourselves and found that we have done nothing wrong right <laughs> the other thing about that, like about organic growth, like cancer's organic. Yeah. So, you know, right. I don't think it's as good as people maybe think it is. Right. But it's obviously meant to be, it's obviously like a moral judgment. Like putting oh, yeah. the word organic on something is supposed to create like a moral valuation of yes. it as virtuous. Yes. Right? Yep. Ugh. How about uh, spin up? Oh, God, spin up is so good. Yeah. I mean, God damn it. How many times have I. <laughs> Right. <laughs> it's always uh So I think of spin up as um bringing uh like an armful of giant sized pixie sticks to your nephews and nieces. Oh god. Yes. I I agree with this. I'm going to spin you up. Get them all spun up. Yep. I think it's funny when people say spin up, like usually I hear people saying spin up in conjunction with like tech stuff, like I'll spin up a website or I'll spin up a environment or I don't know, something. Um, I, uh, I'm looking at this list again. Oh, disruptive innovation. Oh, Jesus Christ. In business theory, disruptive innovation is innovation that creates a new market and value network or enters at the bottom of an existing market and eventually displays it. Like, uh, this is everybody wants to be this now. My take on this is like, um, I imagine it as like, like, disruptive innovation. Like, I think of this as like, uh, like a virus or something that you want to avoid and you like see it on the horizon. You're like, Oh God, that's happening over there. Let's go this way. Like Mm -hmm. it's very like, um, it's, it's like bad for everybody. Like you're just kind of like, Oh God, there's some disruptive innovation happening over there. That's really fucked up. Look away. Like, I don't know. It's just very, yeah. Yeah. Somehow they've managed to make the Silicon Valley has managed to make the, the phrase disruption, which usually carried for me a negative connotation because it's, yes, interrupting something or taking right. you away from something anyway uh they're like oh it's great because the old way is the bad way now and so anything disruptive is good we're throwing your money at me uh-huh uh-huh like can you tell me anything about the thing that you want me to throw money at i can't tell you because it's going to be disruptive and we haven't done it yet right i can just tell you it's not going to be anything like the stuff we have now right right, right. sounds super uh, weirdly, sisterhood is on here. Oh, 
Yeah. I mean, I get, I get how that could become a buzzword because we're really talking about, um, not like, like it being used outside of like, it's sort of defined context, which is like, you know, do we have a sisterhood of like, you know, like we're actually sisters or we're, you know what I mean? Like it's become this like, um, yeah, I don't know. What's, what's interesting here is in this wiki entry on buzzwords, um, Gen X, Generation X is listed under general conversation, but Generation Y is listed under business, sales, and marketing. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. See, like just, we just get relegated to general conversation, Uh but Generation Y is like, oh, they're workers. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. They have, Generation Y, that's the business generation. Mm Mm-hmm. I just think of Laura Deer, my friend Laura Deer, being yeah. <laughs> talking about going to school for marketing. I think I mentioned this to you, and she was like, "It's basically I just go to school every day and I listen to people who tell me nothing uh-huh. except like you guys. Business is like the best. Uh-huh. It's like really, really great. You guys, isn't uh-huh. business great? And that's like what she's paying for a degree, and she's so upset about it. Oh God, <laughs> she has to, like, how could you not be?" I don't know. Anybody would be like, you're going to force right. me to go through this to continue with a job. I don't really want whatever. Uh, uh, I noticed sea change. Yes. Sea change. I, this idiom. Um, well, first of all, what's your take on it before you, before we define it? <sighs> well, I don't think anybody really understands where the, phrase came from and so i have a suspicion that it gets misapplied i don't know why i think yeah. that i mean i it, um, to me it just con- it like it immediately conjures this idea of like well it, it's like changing the bathwater, except it's yeah. a whole fucking sea like it's just sort right. of like now nah, drain fill it back up don't like what's in there um, right everything's brand new yeah uh but um According to Wikipedia, sea change uh, is an English idiomatic expression which denotes a substantial change in perspective, especially one which affects a group in society at large on a particular issue. Yeah. Um, and so it's similar in usage and meaning to, and get your barf bags ready, paradigm shift. Oh, God. Is it a disruptive paradigm shift? Uh, well, it just says paradigm shift. I imagine we can... Uh, can paradigm shifts be anything but disruptive? Right. Um, uh, oh, I see synergy on this list. Yeah, I mean, how can you not have synergy? On and this? Yeah. I notice about this entry for synergy that it has more footnotes listed behind it than any of the other. Oh yes, yeah. Phrases on this entire <laughs> right. list. Right. Right. Oh my goodness, that's really funny. Well, we know that one's overused. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, it's in the business buzzword hall of fame, which is a thing. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. <laughs> oh, I hate business. Think outside the box. That one I have been hearing my whole life, and I don't necessarily yes. think of it as like a business term per se. No, it also it's just very like I I don't know. I mean, what you know, like how about let's just think about the box. Right. What the Why fuck do we are even you talking- have this box? Right. What is the box made out of? Yeah. What's it for? Well, now this is really interesting. Under business, sales, and marketing, they list the phrase drinking the Kool-Aid as an expression of people trusting in things offered by authority figures, which is not the nuance that I would apply to that phrase at all. Uh-huh. Yeah. When I hover over it, it says a little bit differently. It says drinking the Kool-Aid is an expression used to refer to a person who believes in a possibly doomed or dangerous idea because of the perceived high potential rewards. That yes. makes a lot more sense to yes. me. That that. It also is really emblematic for me of groupthink. Oh yeah. Yep. Um, like I I think it's come to represent groupthink for me more than anything. That's my alternative take. Like, you can't say drink the Kool-Aid without referring to fucking Jonestown cult. Right. Even though it was Flavor-Aid. Right. Poor Kool-Aid. They got bad. Yeah, they got fucked. Um, But yeah, like, I can't... That phrase didn't even exist until then. So, like, (coughs) trusting in things offered by authority figures... It's weird. 
Oh my God. So in business sales and marketing, storytelling is a buzzword. Um, <sighs> and I have to say that I imagine this gets used a lot um, without, without understanding the irony that's going on there. Like, Oh, like we need to, you know, I don't know. I, I, I can't imagine how it's used in a sentence, but it's like, you know, we're going to have to like work on the storytelling on this or whatever. And it's like, you mean the lying? Yes. The lies you're telling people to convince them to feel good about buying your shit. Right. <laughs> yes. In that context, storytelling is 100% about lying to people yeah. to get them to buy a thing. Yep. Like it's, it's not as if these products are embedded in actual people's life stories. Right. Like what? Storytelling is such a weird, like how can we, how, yeah, how can we lie to people to get them to buy our stuff in ways that it seem more authentic? Like yeah. that's the whole thing. It's like supposed to be the authenticity is what's selling shit now, right? Everybody right. wants to be authentic. Like it's not authentic enough. You know, it's funny. Um, we have our own kind of uh, buzzwords that we use in and around FC here at the FCBM headquarters. Um, mm-hmm. Like we use C squad a lot. Yep. Um, I'm trying to think of what some of the other ones are. Um, but a lot of these have to do with just like the, like the, the heavy mocking of like the, the kinds of works environments that we've been in. Yes. Um, yes. Oh God. We, we have like, to- we make fun of toxic positivity constantly. Yes. Yeah. I can't believe how insane it is now. It's really bad. Like I, you know, I've been working for this company for a while and it's like, it's, you know, prior to that, I just did a lot of um, consulting. And so I didn't get as much of it. Well, for one thing, I just mm. generally didn't interact with like HR or was like not like a full employee in the sense that I needed mm-hmm. to like, be drinking the Kool-Aid, so to speak. Um, exactly. It was uh, it was a little bit shocking to me how much emphasis is put on the idea that I be stoked and excited and having a good time and really like my personal growth is like super important to them and all the uh-huh. shit that they say, um, which it, those types of relationships cross a lot of boundaries for me. Oh, a ton, and also right. like. It, it was like when I first started, I was like, how am I supposed to – there's this encouragement of um, like making these relationships and shit that's like really like feels grossly inappropriate. Like that, yeah, I, exactly. I'm yes, very selective you, of the know. people who have access to my life in a way that like I'm going to share my inner feelings about my day or I'm going to talk about, you know, and it's not to say that I don't appreciate other people or enjoy, but it takes time to like build that trust and relationship and like going into right. these companies where they're like, okay, like, you know, I know it's a little personal, but, you know, it's really important that you share with us like how you're feeling about this job because it's really important to us that you feel good about it. And it's oh, like, fuck and as time goes on, I was like, oh my God, you don't hear any other answers. If I say I'm not feeling good about it, their response is, I'm really bummed you feel that way. Is there anything we can mm-hmm. do? Oh, how about this? Well, no, we can't do that. But our policy is that we do this and then you have a good time. Right. Like here, take this thing and shove it up your fucking ass and tell us how great it is to have this, mm-hmm. have us like fucking you in the ass. Like mm-hmm. stop complaining mm-hmm. about it because we, it's important to us that you have a good time. Right. We're going to, we're going to, everything in your whole life, your ability to survive as an organism is tied to your job and right. the to power dynamics associated with that. And yep. no matter what, they just exploit it more and more and more and more and more. I mean, this is, this is exactly the reason why there shouldn't be billionaires because right. that like the idea that, that that much power and wealth is controlled by someone who's not elected is mm-hmm. insane to me. Yep. There's a reason we have democracies and the reason that we, you know, as humans like fight for them and want them and they are good. They're like they're good for people. Right. Kingdoms and exactly. fiefdoms are not good for people and the corporate world is 100% that all the time. Yep. And people talk about like well you can just go leave and do another job. It's like it's not that easy. No. Like it's not. you know, it's true. Like I'm not likely to get disemboweled on my way out out the, you know, fucking castle gate because I'm a deserter or whatever, but but kind of like you, you know, the way that people 
the way that people treat each other and the way that like transferring jobs and stuff happens, like it happens all the time, but also like my interactions with HR over the years, I'm like, Oh, you guys are fucking the worst. Like you guys work real hard to make, like make my life miserable to punish me for things. Like there are a lot of stick and not carrot and they like want to fucking paint the stick like a fucking carrot. They're like, Mm -hmm. this thing is the best carrot ever. You mean that fucking stick you keep hitting me with? Fuck you. Right. Right. (laughs) Don't call it a stick. It's a fucking carrot. We're all carrot here. There's all these great incentives and opportunities you have. Everything is carrots all the way down in this place. You just have to like carrots. In fact, it's compulsory that you like carrots. I've got a new buzzword for us. Uh, Poisoned carrot. Poisoned carrot. Oh, Oh, my God. I'm writing it down. That might be the title of this episode. All right. Poisoned carrot. Yeah. Making notes. So buzzwords are kind of um, interesting to me because the thing about a buzzword is that the word in and of itself isn't always well, like a lot of these words are just normal words. Yeah. It's the context that makes it a buzzword. Like, of course. Like there were two that I wanted to call out. Um, so mouthfeel. <laughs> I saw like, that one and I was going to get back to it too. I can't believe that's on here. Yeah. Like to me, <laughs> the thing about the mouthfeel is that um, what I love about this word is it's, so easy to like misappropriate and use it completely wrong like Mm -hmm. you know we were talking about cell phones earlier and it's like i really liked the mouthfeel of the smaller cell phones (laughs) just do not gonna lie has a it has a certain a certain something that i just can't put my tongue on (laughs) but it's there on the tip of my tongue i'll think of it any minute now oh Um, god that's so funny. Yeah, so mouthfeel has to have come out of like the white people foodie movement, right? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Like the I'm going to take a photograph of all everything I ever eat and brag about it on Instagram and then tell you in print about the mouthfeel in the caption. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. man. Yeah, mouthfeel is like it's, it's just such a classist word because it's like it presupposes that you're eating something that you like are going to fully immerse yourself in the experience of because it's something that you want to be doing. Right. Like nobody wants to consider the mouthfeel of like instant cup ramen. Right. Yes. (laughs) Like that's only something that you would engage in exploring the mouthfeel of something if it was something luxurious and like desirable and something you wanted and not just something that you were eating because you are a human that needs calories and you live in a shitty food desert. Right. Right. How do you like the mouthfeel on those Doritos? Uh Uh-huh. How do you like the mouthfeel on the, on the canned chili? Mm Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, exactly. Um, God, classes. Uh, There was one, where was I? Oh, speaking of food, um, under the, which section is it under? Let me scroll up here. Oh, it's under the business sales and marketing. Um, it's it's under eyeballs, which maybe that is like, can I get your eyeballs on this? But it's the entry right below that, which is just a blank and then a hyphen and then the word free. So is in like cholesterol free or gluten free. Oh, and I love the this. context yeah. the context in which they're sharing this particular entry of something free yes. is <clears throat> um is when it's used to describe uh, the lack of a putatively harmful substance that never existed in that context in the first place for like cholesterol-free seaweed. Well, right, seaweed doesn't have cholesterol, so obviously it's cholesterol-free. But right. like you announcing that makes it seem like it's some kind of like a standout positive uh-huh. feature of the <laughs> yes. thing when in fact right. it's just how it is all the time. Uh-huh. Again, so, like how can we tell a how can we tell a cholesterol-free story about this seaweed to get people to experience it and enjoy the mouthfeel? Right. <laughs> so this one immediately reminds me of our very favorite YouTuber, Peter Draws. Um, <laughs> he so? has he has these episodes um, on his on his YouTube channel that are he calls them podcast episodes because yes. they're really long, and that he often advertises them as content free. Content free. Yes. That's genius. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I love that. I love that um, when I think of content free and then I look mm-hmm. at this definition of lacking some putatively harmful substance that it never contained in the first place. Like, it's just so great. Like, anyway. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, I like that evangelist made it on the business sales and marketing list because the only time I have ever referred to myself as an evangelist is of yeah. some particular product. Right. Right. I used to be a Mac evangelist, you know, because I was like, why are we using these fucking dumb machines that don't work? We could all just be using Macs. Right. Right. Uh, there's some really interesting stuff under the science and technology section. Yeah. Some that I like, not not surprisingly, I suppose, because I don't work in science or technology, but like some that I've never heard of ever, like ephemeral rogue. Oh. What is that? What's an ephemeral rogue? I'm going to have to Google it because they don't have it like yeah, they ephemeral don't have it rogue entity. Oh, I didn't see that there was entity on the following line. I'm Googling this. What does this mean? Oh, gotcha. Okay. So that's more. Um, yeah. So. Right, like that's that's the uh, the uh, disruptive agent, right? The uh, ephemeral right. rogue agent um, or mm-hmm. entity. Um, right. I don't know that I've heard that used. I I like the I like the way it sounds when you say it. Ephemeral rogue entity. Yeah. I see fuzzy logic. I've heard that one a lot. Yep. Yeah. I've the, used that. The bummer about fuzzy logic is that. Um, it actually has a, you know, the fact that it'd be used as a buzzword is, um, is kind of dumb because it's, it actually has a real specific meaning. It's like a a very, it's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's sort of a kind of, um, like I'm going to use the term artificial intelligence here as this umbrella category of all this different kinds of research that's been going on for years like you know way Uh back into the 60s and 50s um sure and the early ai movements fuzzy logic was this thing that came out of it i believe um i'm trying to look and see if they have like it's a it's a phrase that refers to a specific finite phenomenon in a field of study but people have like yes barfed it all over everything right yeah and so it um it's this idea that it's it's something that actually kind of makes a lot of sense because in classical logic there's it's classical logic is often like very binary right it's like true or false and i'm and yes. i'm talking about classical logic in the sense of like mathematics or something where it's like there are there's there's true and there's false statements and a lot mm-hmm. of this logic falls out from it and fuzzy logic um is the gray area to that right yes and so yes. um and so now it's it's the analog of binary, right? And so it's kind mm-hmm. of this um, pretty cool. It uses degrees of truth as a math mathematical model of vagueness. Sure, because that, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, to me. it makes a lot of sense. And so um, the fact that it became this um, this buzzword is you know disappointing because it's like you know I bet a lot of people end up using it in yeah. real real mis misunderstood ways so right um what do you think of the entry for netiquette as in etiquette that you the etiquette in technology colloquially referred to as net i think of i think of internauts which uh (gasps) i can't remember who that was that you that coined that term but um the idea that we're all that we're all internauts who uh are exploring the wild frontier of the internet. Um, That's so funny. Yeah, I've heard you. I've heard netiquette before. Um, I think that uh, I generally, in the context that I've found it, I don't find people use it. Um, but I have seen it uh, used to refer to like general guidelines and rules for behavior in a certain sort of like online forum or things like yeah. that where, yep. um, and I've, I've always felt like, you know, that that's okay. Like it's, it's mm-hmm. a little, it's a little cute, but I don't hear a lot of people like fucking beating me over the head about like how fucking psyched they are about this new concept. <laughs> um, you know, right. so, and so, um, Oh, Oh, I just found another really good one. 
Oh, yeah. Science under science and technology, strategic ineptness. Ooh. I'm Googling it because it doesn't have a hyperlink to anything. Strategic ineptness. Hmm. I, it's not coming up like. It's not. It only comes up in really weird ways when I Google it. It doesn't actually come up as like strategic ineptness is this thing. I, that's really interesting that it's a buzzword. And when you Google it, it doesn't come up anywhere. What do you make of that? Uh, say it again. Strategic ineptness. But Google it and it doesn't come up anywhere. Huh. Did they so have... how is it a buzzword when it doesn't like appear anywhere in the lexicon? Is Well, so, you know, this is where we're running into um, the nature of Wikipedia, which is it's, you know, people can people can put words on there. Um, right. And so someone thought, oh, this is a buzzword I've heard. Um, yeah, it doesn't seem to have um, have any real. Yeah, weird. Real okay. I mean, there. I know lots of people who have who possess or display the features of strategic ineptness. I've worked with them my whole life. Uh, so it, but I. Didn't, I've never heard of that as a buzzword. Um, what about lateral violence? That's another one that I had to Google because it wasn't hyperlinked, even though yeah. lateral violence is its own entry on Wikipedia. Oh, interesting. What? Tell me about yeah. that. So uh, according to Wikipedia, lateral violence is displaced violence. That is anger and rage directed towards members within a marginalized or oppressed community rather than towards the oppressors of the community. So mm. ag aggression or violence towards your peers rather than your actual adversaries. Right. And it was developed by scholars within the global indigenous first peoples community, which makes a lot of fucking sense. This construct right. is one way of explaining minority on minority violence occurring within marginalized and oppressed communities. Hmm. That ha that makes a lot of sense to me. Um, I like I I actually appreciate that phrase, um, because when you're experiencing oppression, it comes from above. It comes from someone who has like a power of yeah uh, a, a a power dynamic where they're above you and you're below. And so when you're oppressed, it's from above that you become oppressed. It's top down control. And so lateral violence makes a lot of sense to me as a phrase. Right. Um, that's really interesting. I also see metaverse on here with two footnotes. Yeah. Hilariously, metaverse is like a buzzword and nothing else. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> like uh, like some of these other buzzwords actually refer to like a thing in the world and metaverse just refers to a thing that Mark Zuckerberg wishes was a thing that he could own. Right. <laughs> it's an idea that doesn't actually really exist. Um see here oh i learned this is kind of off topic but that's yeah. what we're all about here i learned that yet another uh crypto exchange like whatever director leadership role person at the front is like oh that can't be found and all that money can't uh -huh. be accessed either it's like, right oh, God, it, it's just just how it's all gonna fall out until there's nobody left uh-huh <sighs> Oh my gosh, so this is funny. Under business sales and marketing, the word leverage shows up with citation needed. Uh, <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I the mean, only they when you hover over leverage, it it highlights an entry for mechanical advantage, as in like you using a yes, bar to leverage right. some heavy weight to make it easier to move, as opposed to like the abstract leverage of like having power over someone, so, for example. So leverage is also in the general conversation category. Um is it? Yeah. And uh and that there it's correctly oh, yes, there cited is. and referenced, uh used as a verb meaning magnify, multiply augment or increase right interesting so, yeah yeah i mean this is definitely this article is definitely an article that's a work in progress which is always very interesting um i i don't know if people spend much time like looking at uh wikipedia well i'm sure a lot of people do but i'm not sure if people like get some of the inner workings of it maybe that'd be a fun mm -hmm. podcast to do sometime um, that would be really fun to do because yeah i'm sure lots of people don't understand how it works it's really yeah. just it's and, just we're just relying on a handful of people to like edit all this stuff yeah um it's very interesting there's uh 
I, I love how publicly available like the discussions are about how the article grows and expands. Um, mm -hmm. You know, and I've actually made a few entry updates over the years, um, including like cool. I, Wikipedia is one of the only like organizations that I like regularly donate to. Um, mm, I'm not one I of the only. There's, well. there's, there's other ones that are more like humanitarian based that are, but I feel like Wikipedia is like, yeah. if there's ever a body of knowledge, I'm always like, oh, it's, they, they do a really fucking good job of. Um, In some ways, I kind of like, uh, this is not rigorous, obviously, but sure. in some ways, if it's not on Wikipedia, I'm pretty skeptical that it's a thing. Right. Right. You know, like yeah. if it's something that like everybody's supposed to know about or it's something that's supposed to be like an established concept or whatever yeah. and you can't find it on Wikipedia, I'm like, I'm not sure that you're right about that. Right. Right. <laughs> it's kind of like one of my first filters. Right. Or like I think one it's... of the sieves that I run information through. Like, can I find it on Wiki? Okay, what what are the other links that Wiki links right. to for me to go look at whatever this is? Considering how lean their organization is, um, I think it's a pretty amazing it's it's pretty amazing to me how cohesive and um not just like a shit show that this that this thing is like the fact yeah, that yeah it the, hasn't descended you know, the, into the, like the, infighting and chaos yeah because there's like you know I mean I've seen I've seen plenty of it you know there's lots of articles that end up getting like you know somebody is trying to like propagandize their, you know, their take on it or whatever. And, um, and for the most part, like some of the heavy editors of Wikipedia, like take it real seriously. And like, they can, mm -hmm. you know, they shut down changes. They like, you know, make sure that, you know, shit's like well represented on there and things like that. And, um, yeah, yeah I don't know. It's very interesting. Um, it's a really interesting, like collaborative project of humanity. So yes, yep. it's super cool. Yeah. Oh, the Internet of Things is on the list of under science and technology. Of course, of course it is. Of course it is. So it's open source. Uh huh. User generated content. Yeah. Wikiality. Wikiality. Yeah. Before you Whoa. read about it, what do you what do, what do you think of that? Um. wikiality is it the uh the tendency to uh well i forget about what what you okay. think it is i'm okay. like my take on it is i immediately think of like did you ever play that arcade game um uh shit um was that fighting game the fucking with the fatalities in it uh mortal Kombat. mortal Kombat. did you ever play mortal Kombat? of course yeah so like Wikiality to me is like another kind of finishing move where it's like, you know, it's like instead of like, because they at first they had fatalities and then they had like babyalities and like all the like it's just gotten out of hand, right? <laughs> yeah. And I could just like yeah, the yeah. wikiality is it's like now it's like they sit down and like take a photo and like write up a whole wiki part article on the fight or something, you know what I mean? Nice. Like it's just very yes. like, um, yeah. <laughs> the finishing move is you draft a wiki entry, right? Hmm, that's nice. So, I like yeah, that. so Wikiality um, is a a portmanteau of wiki and reality. Um, oh, yeah. So that I, uh, that I did not get that right away. Oh yeah, no, me neither. <laughs> um, so actually, interestingly, uh, so in July, in an episode, July two thousand, or in on. Or bleh, words, July two thousand five, an episode of the Colbert Report with Stephen Colbert announced the neologism, the neologism wikiality. Sorry, not portmanteau oh. neologism. Um, and uh, oh yeah, it is right. A portmanteau of the words wiki yes. and reality. Sorry, yes, both, I did know what true. that meant. <laughs> both are true. Right. Um, for his segment, the word uh. And Colbert defined wikiality as truth by consensus rather than fact. Oh, but that's all truth is anyway. Yes. Yeah. That's all it is anyway. Any truth is just some fucking dude's opinion. Right. 
It's somebody's interpretation using the best of their abilities, maybe. Right. And like getting mixed information that they interpret through their senses. Like that's yeah. all any of this is. Right. Strong beliefs weekly held, my friend. Yep. Anyway, wikiality. Wikiality. Interesting. Okay. Uh, I like in the see also section, there's um, the, where is it? The entry psychobabble. Oh, yeah. I love that. Which yeah, they define it as a, f- a form of speech or writing that uses psychological jargon, buzzwords, and esoteric language to create the impression of truth or plausibility. Right. Which is like, oh, man. If, if I can think of one person that fits this bill immediately, the f- person that jumps to mind is Jordan Peterson. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Classic psychobabble. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. I find him like somewhat amusing because right. he's so terrible. And right. the way that I was introduced to him was through the maintenance phase podcast. So it was through a lens yes. in which he was being made fun of already. And so I find him right. to be like a ridiculous character that it's easy to to poke fun at. Um, right. And I made Damon sit through like some more news. Oh, down yes. of, of, of Jordan Peterson. And uh, Damon was like, I, I don't think I think he's as funny as you do. Like I... I don't uh-huh. think I can sit through this whole thing. <laughs> right, right. Like I could, I could sit and listen endlessly to the psychotic shit that that man says. Um, uh-huh. Not because I like it, but because I'm no, just because like, it's so absurd. It is the absurdity of it is what I find entertaining. I find it impossible to anticipate the thing he's going to claim next. Right. It's just so crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, the stuff he comes up with is just wild. Uh, and anyway, I, that's what I thought of immediately when I saw the word psychobabble. I'm like, oh, I, yeah, there's a few people who do that. Nothing but that. Uh-huh. So it, uh, it's, it's about five minutes away from the time in which we said we were going to cut ourselves off yes. for this episode. Yeah. What, so should we, what should we talk about with our last five minutes? Uh, um, gosh, I don't know. I, we've got, um, oh, well, we've heard we a should, lot of pop culture here today. We did. We should probably just promote the podcast. Like, if you're listening to this, you already know about us. But um, we do like to hear from you, and you can email us. Um, you can email Dana, the CEO and founder. Um, so her email, d a n a at fcbm.io, is uh, where you can send emails, and she will direct them to us as needed. Um, you can also go to our website, fcbm.io, and and email us directly i think both our emails are on there um email is the best yes. like i think we have some twitter accounts and some uh a couple of social media accounts that we don't really keep up with because and um yeah and as you as you're listening to this you probably noticed we don't have any advertising um i don't know that we ever will we may self-promote shit that we will maybe sell at some point like books and possibly. whatever possibly yeah. but um generally speaking you should be able to listen to all of our recordings ad-free. And if you can't, you can go to our website and listen to them directly for free um, with no advertising. There's no advertising on right. the website. There's no advertising in the podcasts, uh, the episodes We don't themselves. monitor you. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, like I, the, the website has some basic tracking on it right now because it is nice to be able to see that people are downloading our stuff. Um, I think at some point if we get around to it, we'll try to... Um, not use I think we use Google like the Google API for tracking shit um, Mm -hmm. which is not great I admit Um, and hey if you have an idea about that send us an email because I'd like to implement something like my interest is just like are new people showing up and downloading our episodes like that's that's interesting to know I don't need to know who they are where they come from or any of that shit Um, and for the most part I have that turned off on Google as best I can so um Mostly I just get statistics like, hey, this month we had a bunch of new visitors or this month we got a bunch of new downloads or whatever. So um, anyway, uh, that's a little bit of a rant. But um, yeah, like thanks for listening. (laughs) And oh, my God, I can't believe you made it to the very end of the episode. Like we generally just have very long episodes, which I think appeals to certain kinds of people. Hey, Um, Buster. Yeah. Hey, Buster. Um, Yeah. So anyway, there you go. That's all I got. Cool. Me too. All right. Sweet. We did Good it. Another one. Slanging with you. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks to <laughs> thanks for listening to the uh 
What did we? What was the? What were we gonna call this episode? Oh, the poisoned carrot. The poisoned carrot. Yes. Um, yeah. Also known as alternative takes. Oh, alternative right. takes, comma the poisoned carrot. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> there we go. We did it. Sweet. Yeah. Um, awesome. I often wonder, like, what. Uh, I this is one of the reasons I'd like to hear from people, and I enjoy like what we hear occasionally when people write in. Is like what because you know like our friends who listen, it's like I already know what they think about my thought. Like I you know I I want to know what somebody else thinks. Like coming in this and being like, well, I read this title and then I listened to these fucking whack jobs like talk for an hour and a half, <laughs> and then I decided. I'm going to send them an email to give them a piece <laughs> of my mind or sorry uh-huh. to do some mind share. Uh, mind share. <laughs> anyway. Um, and I, I would, I would love share. that because I want to meet this person who goes through that process. And like, I want to yeah. know like what their experience was, um, you know, what, like totally. was it enjoyable? I mean, obviously you and I enjoy this, whether people listen or not, which is why we keep doing it. So, um, right. but we would love for people to join the conversation because we're having it on a public, like, I feel like we're basically like, this is the modern equivalent of like sitting out in the park on the steps of some museum, just like every day having a conversation, like loudly, uh-huh. yes, you know, loudly. anybody who wants to listen, you know, it's like, we're standing on two soapboxes yelling at each other <laughs> and, you know, occasionally somebody wanders by and feels like comfortable. Um, That actually brings up a good point, which is that if you do email us, you can feel comfortable knowing that we're not going to publish your thoughts or even talk about them without some kind of um, expressed consent on your end. That's a big deal for us. So, um, yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, we'll do the best we can. Obviously, like, you know, once you commit something to the internet, sending an email, like, I, but if we get it. And we read it. We're not going to be the ones who are like, "Oh my God, Sarah from Wisconsin said this super shitty thing." Like, right. you know I mean? like it's just not. Um, yeah. Anyway, we yeah. won't punk you out on our show. Yeah, or Ooh. we'll try not to. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's all I got. Cool. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, okay, everyone. Bye. bye.